Another ugly win for the Steelers on Thursday Night Football. Are they a legit playoff team? Then we've got four great matchups this weekend that we're going to deep dive and tell you who wins up next on The House Call. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Gridiron segment here at House Call Sports. I'm here with Julian and Gage. My name is Matt. And before we recap Thursday Night Football and preview these huge week nine matchups, I want to give a shout out to the sponsor of this video, and that is Lids. Lids.com. It's the number one place for hats, all teams, all styles, all brands. You got hats, you got shirts, you got jerseys, and there's more from official leagues and brands. They ship free to any store or on $50 orders online. Plus, they've got new codes up every day because they're trying to save you some money, people. I can't even tell you how many hats I've got from Lids in my life. Their brick and mortar store in the Fifth Avenue Mall in Anchorage, Alaska was a staple of my childhood, and now they're website is a staple of my adulthood so hit the link in the description to get your favorite team's favorite gear at lids lids any team anytime anywhere now let's talk some thursday night football as the pittsburgh steelers win another ugly game holding on for a 20 to 16 victory over the tennessee titans a late kenny pickett touchdown to deontay johnson and a last minute quan alexander int moved the steelers to five and three as rookie quarterback will levis and the titans moved to three and five so gage i'm going to you first on this one man obviously the steelers have been kind of up and down they've looked at pretty ugly so far are they a legit afc playoff team right now with given how competitive the AFC is, yes and no. Uh, with the resurgence of the Bengals, I'm leaning no because start to counter up again. That counter is awful. That <laughs> offense is terrible. It's not even Kenny Pickett's fault at like at all. He's playing hurt. Played an okay game. Sure, he wasn't 100 at all. Offense is just terrible. But that defense is that is a playoff defense. If that could, offense could guarantee you 24 points a game, we're not talking playoff contenders. We're talking like deep run playoff contenders. Yeah. That defense is going to pe- keep people under 20 points more often than not. So TJ Watt led defense just with a god awful OC with a very mediocre offense. No. And the, again, the defense won them a game. They're five and three because the defense wins five games, mm-hmm. not because the offense blows someone out. So the defense can't just do their job. They have to go above and beyond to win a game. So I'm going to say no, but they'll they'll be in the thick of the hunt, as always, because Mike Tomlin can't have a losing season. It's impossible. So they'll always be sneaking around, but I don't think it's going to be close. I think Ravens, Bengals, Bills, Miami, you got the Chiefs. Like, there's a lot of too much firepower going around even the even the browns with the best defense in the league are right there too and somehow the jets are there but i don't think they'll be there again yeah i mean like you said the afc is so competitive and there's so many more like teams that have been so much more exciting to watch than the steelers like even though they're five and three it's like they've got the same record as buffalo but like, nobody looks at the steelers as the same as buffalo just because how the steelers have looked you know it's been so ugly like you mentioned that offense is i mean you go you look at the point scored teams and you know the teams at the very bottom you know the steelers have played uh, one more game than a lot of those teams and they're still you know towards the bottom of points scored in the nfl it's just been very very ugly on the offensive end for pittsburgh so far this year but julian i'm going to you man give me your thoughts are the steelers a legit playoff team in the AFC this year? Um, no, I'm going to say they're a legit 8-9, and 9-8 nine, nine and eight team again. Um, if anything, last night kind of proved to me that Kenny Pickett, yes, he was playing with injury, but there were so many throws. I mean, multiple yeah. wide-open receivers he was missing, including that crossing route coming from um, George Pickens. That was a terrible miss. And we're looking at Will Levitt's basically losing the game for them. He looked great, but he's a very kind of looked like a statue in the pocket. Um, The difference of his college career, he was kind of a dual threat. So I was very surprised to see them even lose because for for a while, Will Levis in the first few drives was going down that Steelers defense like it was nothing. Yes, TJ Watt was looking amazing and, and so was Highsmith, but... I I think down the road, if Pittsburgh somehow keeps this balanced running attack, I don't know if you guys were a little bit surprised, but Najee looked great and Jalen Warren looked 
fantastic. Really good. I, I've said this for a few weeks now. Jalen Warren is their X factor. I mean, if they can get this kid going, he he's got the juice. He definitely has mm-hmm. the juice. And I I still think they're an eight nine team. They have a lot of divisional games coming up. They are not a playoff team this year. Well, it will be interesting to see what they do next year. They keep Kenny Pickett around. Yeah, listen, like you guys talked about, this offense is still bad. I mean, it's showing signs. It's looked better since Deontay Johnson got back in the lineup. But they're and they're start like you mentioned, uh, Julian. They're starting to get their running game going as well. Like you mentioned, Najee looked a lot better, and Jalen Warren, like you mentioned, looked really good as well. But uh, the play calling is still hit and miss from he who shall not be named. Uh, and they leave. They also leave a lot of plays on the field. Like you mentioned, I was big on Kenny Pickett going into this year, Julian. He misses a lot of throws. He misses open guys a lot. And we saw. I saw one with Deontay Johnson. I saw one. You know, like you're talking about the crossing route to George Pickens, but then he hits Pickens on the one and for the late touchdown in the end zone, and Pickens can't get that other foot down because he takes a big ass step and he steps on the sideline. Like every receiver knows, you got to toe tap, you got to toe tap that. Like that's a obvious toe tap situation. And Pickens took a big ass step and stepped on the on, on the. Uh, he was the long jumping. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> for for no reason, like all receivers know. Hey, if you're if you're you know close to the boundary, you got a toe tap, and he t- he took a big step for no reason that cost him a touchdown. So they leave plays on the field. Is the point? They leave a lot of plays on the field, and it's not just Matt Canada. That that offense has had plays, and they've left a lot on the field. Obviously, Matt Canada hasn't done a great job, but it, they they still leave plays on that field. But at the end of the day, they win games. They're five and three now. Obviously, it doesn't feel good as five and three because they won a lot of sketchy, ugly, close games, and all three of their losses have been by double digits. But listen, they still got wins over the Browns and the Ravens. So I don't think you can. I, I think I don't. It, you can't say they're not a legit playoff team. In my opinion, you look at their schedule. These guys are going to win ten games. They might be ten and four atop the division with at least a share atop the division after week fifteen. Their upcoming schedule so far, or their upcoming schedule, they've got. Packers, Browns, Bengals, Cardinals, Pats, Colts. I think they could easily win five uh, five of those six games. I think they easily could do that. Now their closing schedule is a little bit rougher. Uh, they've got, who's their closing schedule? They've got Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens, you know, so it'll be tough for them to win the division, obviously. But a playoff spot is not out of the realm of the possibility. Listen, could they lose, uh, as far as the stretch that I talked about, that's not that hard. Could they lose any of those games because how bad their offense is? Yes, of course. But could they also win any of their remaining games because of the coaching and defense they have? Yes, obviously. You know, so again, it's going to be tough for them to win the division, but I think they'll be in the playoffs. As we speak now, there's eight teams in football with a better record. They've got the same record as Buffalo and the Niners and a better record than the Bengals. So for as bad as they've looked and as much as we can shit on them, yes, they're a legit playoff team. I hate to break it to you. Uh, they're 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 going to be in the playoffs this year, and maybe they're going to get fucking swamped in the first round by whoever they play. You know, if they're going to be a seven seed and they match up with a two seed, they might get romped. But they're going to be a playoff team. It just is what it is. I mean, you look at the schedule, you look at the the, the kind of caliber of of team that they've been. I think they're going to be a playoff team. But I mean, I wanted to look at this from the Titans' perspective as well, and and, and go to you on this one, uh, Gage. Obviously, Julian kind of brought up how you know how Will Levis is looking these first couple of weeks, and he wasn't great yesterday, but you know he still showed some flashes as far as you know, as far as, you know, who he could be. So I want to go to you, Gage. What do you think about Will Levis for his future? Can he be the franchise quarterback here for the uh, Tennessee Titans? Uh, I mean, he's by far clearly the best they have. Yes. And it's not even close. He's the best, like, best arm talent they've had in Tennessee since Vince Young. Like, like past that, they've had no one. Jake Locker, oh, Ryan God. Tannehill. Yikes. Like Ryan Tannehill's at manageable quarterback. He's just he's not that arm talent. He's not your yeah. prototypical QB that can do it. Dual threat, tall, po- good pocket presence, cannon arm, but struggles a little bit with accuracy. These mm-hmm. are all the things you see in players like Josh Allen, and to a lesser extent, I yeah. I guess to a lesser extent, Patrick Mahomes is not as big, but same thing. These are the things that people point at Patrick Mahomes. Good arm talent, big pocket presence, can do it on his legs, cannon for an arm. Accuracy might be an issue. And that's every quarterback that has a big arm. Cameron was the same way. Except we all, yeah. Let's lay off that one. <laughs> um, it's going to boil down to how the t- Titans organization wants to go forward now. Yeah. Do they want to just blow it up and build around him or just blow it up with him in the middle of it? I think Derrick Henry's on the move. 
I think after this heinous season they have, they're not competitive in a division with a rebuild, rebuilding Colts without their quarterback. Mm. Jaguars are now looking like the Jaguars we, th- we thought they would be. And Houston's going above expectations this year with CJ yeah. Stroud, who looks like the real deal. So they are looking out on the outs, and I think it's time for them to really consider just selling house, building around Will Levis, working on his talent, because he's by far the best option they have. They're not going to be high enough in the draft to grab, like, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Penix. Like, those guys are going to be up for and I think you have better project in Will Levis, who has NFL experience. This was his first, like, real start in NFL. First real start. Knowing that he's going to he's gonna be the guy this week, go and get it. And just barring the late interception, he did it. He, got, he kept the game competitive. Like, you were right there. He was driving you down the field. You were on the goal line knocking, knocking at the door. Ten seconds left. He, that, if that's a completion, you win the game. And that's a whole different story now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, like you said, it, I think they have no other choice just based on, you know, kind of their, they, they don't have a lot of young talent. It's a lot of veteran talent. So I think they've got to kind of offload some of that. I was surprised they didn't do more offloading at the trade deadline. I think that kind of, that win against the Falcons kind of increased their confidence a little bit. Like, Oh, maybe we can make a run. I don't think they can make a run. You know, I think they probably should have offloaded some of that talent off the, uh, at the deadline and, you know, you know, let Will Levis cook, but Julian, I'm going to you, man. You kind of, you touched on it a little bit. What do you think about Will Levis? Is he the future for the Titans? Mayonnaise is great on turkey sandwiches, and Will Levis is great on the Titans. I have to tell you, I was very impressed. Um, Obviously, not a week ago. There were so many blown coverages by the Falcons a week ago that I really couldn't gauge on, you know, what Will Levis really was. This kid came into the draft, obviously dropped. He had a lot of the intangibles, had a lot of the skill and the athleticism, just like Josh Allen did. But they were like, is he really a polished passer? I think he is. I think last night I watched a Steelers defensive line and a Steelers like off the ball linebackers that are flying in your face. I mean, even before the Cole Holcomb injury, their backups, Cole Holcomb, Alan Roberts. I mean, even they're flying off the edge as well. I mean, yeah. there were a few blown coverages last night. It just looks like Will Levis needs to, that time. He needed that time. He needed Ryan Tannehill to start. I still think he should be. I, I hope when Ryan Tannehill comes back, he does replace him. Because I do want Will Levis to go through the process watching how Tannehill is able to, to see that pressure to develop those um, third fourth reads instead of you know looking down the barrel and throwing it to deandre hopkins every time uh you know there were a couple throws last night westbrook akine was wide open he was kind of missing and i think that really goes into developing um his reads and developing that kind of second half of the game it just that's that's what it comes down to here i think the titans i gotta tell you for all that offensive line movement last night it was insane. I mean, come on, guys. How many people were going down every other play on that offensive line? This yeah. is not the same offensive line with Conklin and, and Luan. No, this is mm-hmm. this is like a patchwork offensive line. And the way he looked, I'm impressed. Yeah, he certainly uh, – I've been impressed with the first couple of games from Will Levis. I wasn't a big Levis guy coming into the draft. I wasn't, like, pounding the table for Will Levis. But he's impressed me this, these first couple of games. And like you mentioned, I want to see I, – I do want to see him the rest of the year because I just don't think that they have real any real ceiling with Tannehill. I mean, like, what are you going to do with this team and Ryan Tannehill? Like, it's just – it just doesn't really work, you know. So I think I would love to see Will Levis the rest of the season. I'm not going to go so far as to say he's their franchise quarterback right now. He's made some impressive throws. He's made some very, very impressive throws. That jump throw he had on the on the uh, on the corner route over over yeah. the over the the uh, the, the DB over there. It, it was uh, incredible, you know. So he makes some great, great throws. But yeah, I'm not ready to say that he's going to be the franchise quarterback yet. I want to see a little bit more. But he's certainly been impressive through these first couple of weeks. And I think the Titans fans finally have a quarterback that they can get excited about at least. They can talk themselves into being like, hey, this is our franchise quarterback. I just want to see a little bit more uh, personally. But now, 
man, let's get into these week nine games. And uh, like I mentioned in the in the uh, in the intro, we've got four extremely exciting matchups. The first one we're going to talk about is going to be in Germany. It's a battle of teams looking for the one seed in the AFC as the six and two high flying Dolphins go up against the six and two, also six and two defending champ Kansas City Chiefs. But my question for you, you guys is, we've obviously seen the Dolphins' strength of victory so far. It's not great. And the two best teams that they've played, they've lost and by an average of 21 points each game. So, Julian, I'm going to go to you first on this one, man. Do the Dolphins need to win this game to prove they're a real Super Bowl contender? Absolutely. Um, I just want to say, first of all, that, yes, th- despite that offense they have, that high-flying offense, their defense is still very shaky. You know, yes. we watched Mac Jones kind of last week struggle and throw a couple picks, uh, well, one pick to Jalen Ramsey, but I'm just not buying it. I, I don't buy into their linebackers. I buy into their defensive line a little bit with Christian Wilkins and Jalen Phillips, but I still think this is a team that will compete, but will have these games that crush your heart. And I think this is going to be another game in Germany that's going to crush your heart. I think Tyreek Hill is going to have a a decent day i mean he may have a touchdown or two but i think the dolphins need this more than the chiefs i think that tua needs this more than patrick mahomes i mean we've seen the accuracy from tua but even last week you know there's some of these throws that tua makes that are really really iffy i mean really 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 iffy so is it gonna happen who knows who knows if the Dolphins will be able to take on the Chiefs in Germany of all places and get the win. But the Dolphins are fake in my eyes right now. Mm. Yeah, they certainly have. I mean, I'm going to talk about it when I go. Their, their their wins have been impressive from the standpoint that they beat the shit out of the teams that they play. But they haven't been impressive as far as the teams who they beat the shit out of. You know, it's just like the it's like kind of a who's who of the top 10, you know, NFL draft picks in this upcoming draft. You know, so uh, it's it. they definitely have something to prove, uh, and especially on a neutral site against the defending champs. They, they definitely have something to prove. Uh, this upcoming weekend. So, Gage, I'm going to you, man. What do you think? Do the Dolphins need this game to be a legit Super Bowl contender? Yes and no. Yes, they need this win to silence a lot of people and to cement themselves. Like, what? you can't complain they're beating the shit out of teams they should beat the shit out of. That's True. what good teams do. We say it in baseball. Yeah. Good teams should beat the bad teams. Mm-hmm. And they had laid an egg against the Bills. Yeah, all given divisional games they can go either way every time lost to the eagles okay it's seven and one eagles okay they're they're still six and two sitting at the one seed in the afc yes this is going to be a great game it's a game of two two teams fighting for the number one seed the dolphins need it more surely because the chiefs are the chiefs we already know who the chiefs are chiefs are going to be there no matter what i think Patrick Mahomes coming off a loss. I, you, I tried to find the last time they lost two games back to back since Patrick Mahomes started at quarterback. Can't find it. Can't it find exist. it. Yeah. I think I think the last date I saw it was 2019. Was yeah. the last time the Chiefs lost back to back games. So a little hard pressed to go against the Chiefs here. I think it'll be a very very competitive game. Uh, the only downside is if the Dolphins can keep Travis Kelsey in check. Which, you know, is the game plan. Every team goes playing playing the Chiefs. Keep Travis Kelsey in check. If they can do minimize him, the, the receiving core for Kansas City is just bad. It's mm-hmm. bad. And Dolphins' corners are good. Jalen Ramsey's back healthy. Davian, uh, not Damian Howard. Um, <clears throat> and I forgot who their other corner is. Yeah, Damian Howard. Oh, I thought, he, yeah. I thought it was hurt. Uh, but yeah, him and Damian Howard. Mm-hmm. Coming into the season, we're maybe the best duo in the NFL. They minimize Isaiah Pacheco, make Patrick Holmes make mistakes, and you win this game very easily. Because I don't think Tua makes a lot of big mistakes. Ball security from the running backs would be great. I want to go Dolphins here, but you can't bet against the Chiefs. I'm going to say it's a high-scoring game, 35-31 Chiefs. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I hope it's like that. That's the kind of game that I'm hoping for. I think that's the kind of game Germany's hoping for, too, with these two teams flying over and, you know, putting on a show. Uh, but first of all, I mean, for the Dolphins, they 100% need this to prove they're a legit Super Bowl contender to me. First of all, what a better way to prove you're a uh, Super Bowl contender than to beat the team that won the Super Bowl last year on a neutral site. That'll prove it. Uh, that'll prove you're a Super Bowl contender for sure. But second of all, like I mentioned, their schedule, their six wins are against opponents who have a combined record of 11 and 27 on the season. That's our Pats twice, Julian, uh, the Broncos by 50, the Chargers, the Panthers, and the Giants. And their average margin of victory in those games is 18 points per game. Again, like you mentioned, Gage, they should, they're doing what they're supposed to do against bad teams. They're beating the shit out of them, right? But Again, the two playoff caliber teams that they played, the Bills and the Eagles, they lost one game by four touchdowns and the other game by two touchdowns. So I said this on the last episode, they have been overrated. So in a game like this, they need to win to prove they're real contenders, not only to pundits and viewers like us, but to themselves too. They need to prove to themselves, hey, we can beat good championship caliber teams on a neutral site. So as far as this game goes, we obviously have the Tyree Kill revenge game storyline, which is going to be incredible. And uh, he's the best receiver in football. I don't care what anybody else has to say. He's got over a thousand yards already. We're eight games into the season and he's got eight touchdowns as well, which is more than 21 teams, entire receiver rooms as well. So he's been Unbelievable. Tyree Kill is the best receiver in football. Uh, but however, the demise of the Chiefs is greatly exaggerated as always. Okay. We try to do this every year with the Chiefs. This it seems like we try to do this every single year, just like we try to do it with the 2010 Pats every year. And guess what? They always end up in the AFC championship game at the very least. Now, are the receivers good? Like Gage mentioned, absolutely not. These receivers are not good. Would Tyreek Hill still being on the Chiefs help them just a little bit? Yeah, probably. But that defense is really, really good in Kansas City, partially because of that Tyreek Hill trade. And last week was the first week when they played Denver. Last week was the first week they allowed more than 20 points in a game. And the only reason they did that is because the offense turned the ball over five times and the Broncos had 17 points off turnovers. So I think the Chiefs are going to take better care of the ball in this one. They come out looking for blood from Jump Street. And listen, they might not have Tyreek Hill anymore, but they still have the best coach, the best tight end, and the best quarterback in football, in my opinion. So I think the Chiefs are going to win this one. I think it's going to be 31 to 20 in Germany. But this is going to be an extremely, extremely entertaining game. I, it's going to be 4... We were, me and Julian were talking about this. It's going to be 4.30 a.m. my time uh, when this game starts. And you bet you bet my, you bet my your ass, my ass is going to be waking up at 4.29 to watch this game super early my time because it's going to be that entertaining. But let's go to Baltimore where we got another battle of division leaders as the 5-2 and two NFC West leading Seattle Seahawks go on the road to Baltimore to face Lamar Jackson in the 6-2 and two AFC North leading Ravens and my question for this one Julian I'm going to go to you on this one man obviously both of these teams are leading their divisions if you had to bet which of these teams is more likely to win their divisions the Seahawks or the Ravens well I can tell you one thing uh, the 49ers are answering Geno Smith and they're writing him back because yeah. I, he's not going to be there I've watched Geno Smith look completely inconsistent the last couple weeks including the win last week look they were without Deshaun Watson the Browns and he was missing wide open receivers he was overthrowing DK Metcalf just like he did the last week before that it's gonna be the Ravens all the way as far as who's gonna most likely come out on top of their division I don't care if the 49ers have looked inconsistent I just I don't trust Gino I don't trust Gino anymore, and I think this week you're gonna you're gonna watch the Ravens secondary have a better game than they did last week against the Cardinals. I think they're gonna have a better game. I think DK Metcalf has been inconsistent because of the quarterback play, and I think everybody around him has been inconsistent, including their running backs, because of the quarterback play. So sorry, Gino. That's that's just how it is. Man, you this, uh, he's he's he told you not to write him off. It sounds like you're writing him off, Julian. And I'm sorry. He, he might not he might have to not write back to you because it sounds like you're writing him off. So the 49ers yeah. are in bold right here. They're writing him mm. back. They're writing mm. him back. Tough one for Gino. Tough one for Gino. Yeah, he certainly hasn't been playing his best, but yeah, I'm a little bit I'm personally a little bit higher on Gino than you are. Uh Gage, I'm going to you, man. What do you think? Who's more likely to win their division of these two teams? Is it the 49ers or excuse me, is it the Seahawks or is it the Ravens? I mean, surely for the fact that 
you look at the teams themselves, Baltimore's just a better team. I, you can make any argument. Baltimore, I think, on paper, at most positions, is better overall. I think the 49ers bounce back in a major way because when they're healthy, they are, we were very convinced that that was the best team in football. Mm-hmm. And now they rattled off three losses. I also don't think that stays true either. And yes, they did give an opening to Pete Carroll and the Seahawks to make that division competitive. Will they? Will both those teams be playoff teams? Oh yeah, Seahawks make playoffs, one hundred percent. I would be shocked if they didn't. Uh, but the Ravens are winning that division. They can fend off the Bengals because that's their only threat, really. Like, I, I'm not, I don't think the Steelers do it. Oh. Well, the Browns are there too. There, there's the, all all those teams are four and three, five and three. I, you know, they've got a lot the, of competition. If Deshaun Watson played like he was on the Texans, still, yeah, that team mm. is super competitive. But Deshaun Watson sucks. Oh, the yeah. defense, yeah. It, the defense is just the best defense in the NFL. You haven't seen enough of him to say that yet. We've only we seen week eight. eight. We saw a monsoon eight. game and and a and a game where he it's he wasn't even eight. healthy. He sat out for no reason. They paid think, him two hundred million dollars. I think the of course he doesn't want to fucking play. Two fifty. Of course he doesn't want to play. Brady Quinn said it. You gave a toddler. You gave a trust fund kid two hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> Why would he want to work? Yeah. I don't. Like, and when Nick Chubb went down, your offense went with him. The Ravens by a mile. Answer that yeah, question. Yeah, it's a big difference uh, between Jerome Ford and Nick Chubb. That's for sure. But yeah, I man, Deshaun. I I was uh, when Deshaun was with the Texans and obviously had none of the off the field stuff going on. I was about as big a Deshaun Watson fan as you could get. Like I thought Deshaun Watson was a top five quarterback in the NFL. He was really really good. But we saw at the end of last year and then so far this year we haven't seen shit from Deshaun Watson. He's looked terrible. Like I don't even has he played one good game since he's been back. And he's played damn near a half season, including last year, since he's been back. Like, is he, you know, is, what, what, what do we got from him? Like, I just don't see it right now. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I, think, I think you're going to watch Deshaun Watson go up against a very aggressive, feisty defense in the, in the Cardinals. And he's going to throw <laughs> for three and he's going to run for one. I, I don't, I, come on, Amari Cooper. He still has Amari Cooper. You think, you think it's going to look any worse than it did with P.J. Walker? You think it would have even been close against the no, Colts if you had? No, I don't think it's going to. I don't think it's going to look worse. I just don't think it's going to look good. I don't I, like. I, I just don't. I just don't see it with them. And even that. Even that defense. I'm not as big on that defense as everybody else is. Like you've seen when they go up against like anything that's like competent as far as a quarterback goes. Fucking Gardner Minshew put up 38 points on that defense. Like, yeah, your defense ain't that great if Gardner Minshew's putting up 38 points on you. I'm sorry. It's just not. So, yeah. I, I, so, I, I just, I'm just not a, a huge... Uh, These guys didn't get Jerome Ford on the waivers. They were upset. I they did were upset. get Jerome Ford on the waivers, actually. I did. I did. I did get him in a different league, and I'm actually very grateful because my RB2 was like Antonio Gibson at that point, and I was like, <laughs> thank God for Jerome Ford. Uh, but... As far as this question goes, I mean, listen, for, for you know, which of these teams, the Ravens or the Seahawks, has a better shot to win their division, this one's actually really close for me. But honestly, give me Seattle here. I think Seattle is more likely to win their division than the Ravens is because, listen, Seattle has a tough stretch coming up after these next couple of weeks where they're going to play arguably three of the NFC's four best teams four straight games. Their schedule goes Niners, Cowboys, Niners, Eagles, okay? So that's an absolutely brutal stretch. But, I mean, you look at their rest of their schedule other than that, I like their chances in every single other game. Whereas, you look at the Ravens' schedule, they don't have a single gimme game left on their schedule, in my opinion. They've got their their easiest games are Chargers, Browns, Rams, Steelers. But I mean, all those teams can beat the Ravens to me. I don't think I don't. Obviously, I would favor the Ravens in all those games. But I think the Ravens could easily lose all those games. And then the rest of their games are against the AFC's best. Plus, like I mentioned, the Ravens got to compete with literally every single other team in their division as well. Like any of those other teams, they're right there. They could win that division. Obviously, I don't see the Browns or the Steelers. I had the Steelers preseason winning the division. I don't see either of those teams winning the division at this point. But the Bengals right now, the Bengals are on a roll. So yeah, I don't, it's going to be tough for the Ravens. Whereas the Seahawks, they only have to deal with San Francisco as far as division, uh, division contenders go. Obviously now that's a hell of a team to deal with. But you know, if they can split with them, 
they have a great shot to win that division. So I actually think Seattle has a better shot to win their division than Baltimore does. As far as the game goes, I might shock people with this one as well. Give me Seattle in an upset win here on the road. They've improved that defensive line, getting Leonard Williams and Frank Clark the last couple of weeks. Their linebackers are really good. You got Reek Wollen and Devon Witherspoon in that secondary as well. Their elite, that safety duo of Adams and Diggs is really good as well. And this defense... It's not looking like, maybe not looking like the Legion of Boom, but it's looking like another elite defense in Seattle. 12.5 points per game over the last month in 21 sacks. Plus, you still got all those playmakers on offense, even though Geno Smith hasn't been looking great. You still got Lockett, JSN, DK Metcalf, Kenneth Walker, Noah Fant. You know, you still got a lot of really nice playmakers on that offense. So I think they can, you know, get things going on a tough Ravens defense. So I think this is going to be a close one, but give me Seattle here, 23 to 20 over Baltimore. Who who you guys got in this game? Who you guys got? You got Seattle or you got Baltimore? I think this is going to be a closer game. Um, it all depends on what Geno we get. Is he going to look consistent and consistently make those throws that he was able to make last year? Those tight window throws and those fade routes to DK Metcalf that he's missing. Yeah. That offense is missing that third gear and DK Metcalf. He's been very underwhelming. Yes, he's been injured, but he's been underwhelming. I think with the Ravens now having uh, to go against a, a defensive line that improved over the trade deadline, I'm going to go with Seattle. Mm. I'll take them in a. I'll take them in a very close three point twenty three to twenty game. That's what I just said. You're gonna copy my score. I'm gonna copy what you said. <laughs> I gotta copy what you said. I I think it word for word, bar for bar, bar for. I'm gonna go with you on that one. I will go with you. I'm obviously with you. You know, I'm obviously with you. You know, I think it's gonna be a close Seahawks win. What do you got, Gage? You got Seahawks? You got Ravens? Uh, uh we're not going clean suit here because I have the Ravens. Mm. Like we thought the Lions were the truth, and they beat the brakes off the Lions two weeks That's ago. True. And all of us here are still very high in the lines. Lions I, are for real. They will win their division because the division sucks. But they're also 6-2. Like, Lions are a good football team. Baltimore beat the brakes off them. Yeah. Like, we thought that game was going to be close, and they showed out. The offense slowed down last week against Arizona. Cool off week. Yeah, things happen. Arizona's been surprisingly competitive in every single game. So, not really a surprise, but still a surprise. I think Baltimore plays to their competition level which is not a good thing but they'll win those games Seattle I just don't think Gino is consistent enough to do it he's been making he had averaging interception a game it's not putting over 200 yards on the air and does not have it's putting the offense on the back of Kenneth Walker who's a little banged up now as well their defense is very good but Lamar Jackson could run all over you for three touchdowns at any given week. And he's got Zay, who's having a great rookie season, and Odell. He's and Mark Andrews, one of the best receiving tight ends, believe. You have the shell you have the shell and ghost of Odell Beckham. You don't really yeah, have well, to uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's there, he's on the field. He's, he's on the field. He's got some gray hair. Yeah. But Does he really? Man, Does he have gray hair? No, he's got some great hair, not gray hair. He's got oh, big- I thought. Oh, I thought you said he had some gray hair. I was like, oh, damn, Odell, you got gray hair already. Right? Looked at me like, wait a second. <laughs> no, I, I, I think like, their run game, Odell? even without J.K., is great. Gus Edwards had three touchdowns last week. Yeah. So they can beat you up in air and on the ground, and I think it's going to be close. I'm not going to say they're going to blow the doors of Seattle. I think it's going to be 24-20. Oh, <laughs> we got we oh, got fun. very similar scores. We all got very similar scores, but yeah, I I mean I can see this one going either way. These obviously any all these games that we're talking about, I can see them going either way because these are all you know these are eight of the best teams in football that are all facing off this week. So yeah, this is it's going to be a really good game. But give me Seattle in this one, man. I think Seattle is going to upset Baltimore on the road, but. We got an NFC East battle that has huge division playoff and potentially number one seed in the NFC implications as the five and two Dallas Cowboys are traveling to Philadelphia. And they are facing off with their arch rival, the seven and one division leading and best record in football team. That's the Philadelphia Eagles. So Gage, I'm going to kick it back to you on this one, man. My question for this one is, will this game decide who the NFC East champ will be? Uh, No. Their game in December will decide that. The yeah. second meeting will, I think, 
have much more implications on the division than the first one. Dallas, Dallas's defense is very legit. You know it, like a Parsons. Their defense line, their pressure, even without Trayvon Diggs, is still very, very, very good. The Eagles play them tough every single time, and I don't care what defense you march on the field. You can't, you can't completely shut down the Eagles. You can't. Will Dak be able to put up over twenty on the Eagles' defense? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think I Dakota Prescott is not a good quarterback. He's just not. <laughs> He's and Tony Pollard is a ghost this year. Tony Pollard doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't know where he went. Like they have no ground game. And you can't put that on Dak's shoulders to try and beat the Philadelphia Eagles by himself. Yes, he's got C.D. Lamb. Yes, C.D. Lamb is making a very good argument to be top 10 wide receiver in the NFL this year. Very big argument. I really just have very low expectations for Dak. And they're playing in Philly. Like, good Mm -hmm. luck, dude. Your defense needs to carry you. That's the only way you win this game. And I don't think Jalen Hurts makes enough mistakes to have the defense win them the game. I think it's going to be a very low scoring, low scoring game. I'm going to go home team here. I'm going to go 2014 Philly. Mm, yeah, low, very low scoring. Yeah, I wouldn't be. Listen, both these defenses are really good. They're obviously both really good defenses, but I think these offenses have been. Oh, so Dak closed it last drive, by the way. Too. I I would love to see that personally. Uh, but yeah, I, both these offenses have been playing better as of late. So I wouldn't be surprised if this one got even a little bit more higher scoring than you're thinking. Uh, Julian, I'm going to you, man. You know, obviously, giving that question, the answer to that question. You know, is this game going to decide the NFC East? And then, uh, who do you think wins, Dallas or Philadelphia? I'm just surprised that you two are are saying this is going to be low scoring. I've I've watched. I didn't say that. I've watched. Oh, good, good. Because I've watched <laughs> Mac Jones. I've watched Sam Howell throw for mm. how many yards on that defense? On the Eagles? too many, too, too many. many yards on that. Yeah. I, look, I get it. Eric Bieniemy is there in, in Washington, and their offense is the magical train ride that we all thought it was going to be before the season, right? No. Okay. First of all. <laughs> Dak Dakota Prescott, okay, is going to throw for 350 to 400 on that defense. Mm. I watched Kirk Cousins throw on that defense. And also, on top of all this, it's not going to decide anything this game. Because the Eagles schedule, we got Buffalo. We got the 49ers. We got the Chiefs. Super Bowl rematch, which could be a good game. Who knows? I mean, come on. And Dallas has some very winnable games. They could definitely lose this. I see them losing it, like always. And then, you know, having that revenge game in December, which hopefully now Gage, Matt, has both quarterbacks that are healthy and they're both, you know, having a chance at the division at that time of the year. But no, um, Dak Prescott's going to throw for a lot of yards on that defense. I still think the Eagles are going to get the win, but I'm kind of scared. We're watching a different Jalen Hurts now. Is he injured? Is he not injured? Is that knee healthy? I watched the tush push fumble last week. Is that the beginning of the end? Guys, mm. is that marking the end of the Eagles? The fumble mm. from the tush push? No. I got I got uh, the Eagles here, 31 to 20. And I think Dak Prescott throws a couple picks that he shouldn't have. But that Eagles defense is not good. He still gets a lot of yards. Yeah, like you guys talked about, I think this is kind of a, a a yes and no question as far as will this game decide the NFC East. I think if Philly wins this one, I think they're gonna. I think it will decide the a- NFC East because at this point they're gonna be you know a couple games up on Dallas and they're gonna have the tiebreak at this point. Obviously, you know the Dallas could still get it because Philly has that tough schedule, but I wouldn't. I couldn't see Dallas coming back if they lost this one uh, personally. But I think if Dallas wins this one, obviously again we push this question back to when they you know play for the second time, obviously because you know then it's gonna come into play a little bit more than that but listen in my opinion philly has got to be for the second straight year the most disrespected best team in football midway through the year last year they were eight and oh and people didn't believe in them this year they're seven one and a lot of people still don't believe in them that's crazy to me listen it's not a coincidence that you start off you know two years as good as they started off because this team is really good on both sides of the ball but dallas is too i mean they're they're solid on both sides of the ball they've got a great defense offense has started to look better the last few weeks as well so i think this is going to be a it could has the potential to be an awesome game but 
I'm sorry. I don't believe in Dallas whatsoever. You look at their games throughout the season so far, they've been a roller coaster. They've been so up and down throughout the season so far. They beat a team they should beat by 30. Then they lose to a team they should beat. Then they beat another team they should beat by 30. Then they lose to a good team by 30. Last week was a 20-point win versus a team they should beat. So what's coming up this week? A 20-point loss, in my opinion. I think Philly is going to blow the doors off Dallas here, 37-17. to Listen, that Philly home field advantage is real. We saw it in the MLB playoffs, obviously, up until the, the last couple games where Arizona got the Phillies. But the, that Philly home field advantage in all sports is real, okay? I think Dak goes in there. I think he throws two interceptions. I think Philly takes advantage. I think we see a big game from DeAndre Swift as well, the Philly running back, because Dallas's defense struggles against the run. So... I think Philly moves to 8-1 and one with this one, and they're going to get the win over Dallas. It's going to be a big win, and Dallas is going to be left shaking in their boots because Philly is just going to absolutely mollywop them uh, this week, in my opinion. But now, it's the last game we're covering for the week, and it's a playoff rematch of the divisional game from last year in the AFC where both of these teams have been talking shit back and forth and both of these teams are battling for a playoff spot as of now. That's the five and three Buffalo Bills going up against the all of a sudden hot four and three Cincinnati Bengals. So Julian, I'm going to you first on this one, man. Who needs a win more in this game? Is it Buffalo or is it Cincinnati? Buffalo needs a win more. And guess what? They're not going to get it. Cincinnati's beating them in the snow. I don't care what they said. They're beating them in the snow, the rain, a monsoon. They're beating them in a fucking tornado. I'm sorry. I cannot believe the trash talk that I heard. They beat us because of a snow game. Bro, you're in Buffalo. It's negative 20 degrees half the year. I'm sorry to New Yorkers out there. I'm really sorry to tell you. Jamar Chase, eight receptions for a couple TDs. You got Joe Mixon coming back. He's got a TD last week. Yeah, it was against the 49ers, and they were looking a little shaky. He's getting a bunch of rushing yards this week. In the rain, in the snow, it doesn't matter. T. Higgins, he looks dynamic. And Joe Burrow is shaking off 49ers defenders left and right. You think he's not shaking off Gregory Rousseau group? And your boy Vaughn Miller that looks like the second coming of like a 40-year-old man? No, I'm Mm. sorry. It's over. Buffalo, sorry, buddy. You guys are going to have to take this L, and we're going to have to rethink this contender talk of Buffalo. Mm. They were one Hail Mary away from losing the Baker fucking Mayfield. Sorry. Yeah, they haven't been looking great ever hey, ever like, since that. All away from Tyrod. <coughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, we can. We, I mean, we can go through the last month of their games. They haven't looked good in any of them. You know, I mean, they look no, good in that Bucks game for the game. first. Yeah, that was the only one. The, yeah, that, that's the only one. Since then, they've looked bad in all of them. And he, the, I mean, they looked good probably first three quarters through against the Bucks, but you know that fourth quarter they were trying to blow the game again. Yeah, so they just they just haven't. I'm, gl- I'm glad that it. Stephon Diggs could beat Cater K- Kohu when they didn't have any corners on the Dolphins. I'm so yeah. happy for him. You deserve a medal. Like, come on. No, this ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you mentioned, Dolphins were dealing with a lot of injuries then, and the, the Bills kind of took advantage of an emotional home crowd. And, yeah, I don't – they just have not looked good over the last month. So, Gage, I'm going to you, man. Who needs a win more in this game? Is it Buffalo uh, or is it Cincinnati? You're not going to hear any arguments from Julian's standpoint uh, from me for once. Uh, Buffalo, Buffalo needs it way more needs it way more the division's tougher like tougher as in the teams will stay relatively the same um they can't beat the banks jamar chase is always open he's right he is always open joe burrow's healthy for like you proved it in san francisco game he's actually healthy now and that's why their offense is coming back together bills can't beat cincinnati with joe burrow at the helm the Bills aren't a great football team. They've been saved by the referees two weeks in a row. Well, yeah, two games. Not in a row, but two games. Yeah. They, they should realistically be a 3-5 and five team. So, surprisingly enough, the 4-3 and three Bengals are a better team than the 5-3 and three Bills. And mm. it's not close. They're going to beat the brakes off them. Mm. It's going to be like... Closer to 40 to 21. Wow. Mm. 
Blowout. Blowout for Cincinnati, huh? Wow. I don't the Bills players are talking shit for no reason. You've never beat yeah. this team. They've always been better. Rain, snow, sleet, hail, hundred degree sunshine. <laughs> like you how are you gonna talk shit when they beat the brakes off you in the playoffs for like three years in a row? Yeah, it I don't I don't understand that. Like, that's one of the worst excuses I've ever heard in my life. Like, it was snowing. Like, shut the hell up, man. Welcome to welcome to playoff football. You play in December welcome and January. To Buffalo. Yeah. This wel- is supposed welcome to be your to home the field advantage in the snow. Why they pick yeah. up fucking Leonard Fournette if they're complaining about snow? God damn, Crazy. Leonard Fournette's gonna have a shitty time in Buffalo then. Yeah, he's I'll tell you he, that. He, he was already yeah, talking about how cold it was. The corpse of Latavius Murray again. And they how see they keep kicking that. Like, oh, like, hand him on the goal line. Yeah. Oh, Crazy. Yeah, Leonard, Leonard Fournette. What did Leonard Fournette say? He's It's colder than a penguin's ass here in <laughs> Buffalo or something or whatever. You know, so, yeah, it's going to be – Buffalo, it's going to be interesting, man. But, Julian, I want to kick it back to you because, obviously, we've seen some interesting storylines from these quarterbacks as well so far this year. So, obviously, Josh Allen, we've kind of seen what Josh Allen is. He's he, His highest highs are really good. His lowest lows are really bad. And we saw Joe Burrow start off really, really cold this year, and now he's starting to get hot. So, in this game, which quarterback do you trust more? You trust Josh Allen more or you trust Joe Burrow more? I mean, I, I haven't trust. I, I don't think I've ever trusted Josh Allen, even when he was in Wyoming yeah. uh, and making four pick games against the Patriots in 2018. And, and then again, having a really crappy game against the Patriots this year. I, I got Josh, uh, Josh Allen miles upon miles away from Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is it. Joe Burrow is is what I needed to see. All I needed to see from Joe Burrow was the one play last week where he shoved off Eric Armstead. He moved up in the pocket. Then he moved out of the pocket, got off of Nick Bosa. I don't care if Nick Bosa's having a slouch because he just made a million, hundred million dollars. I don't care. That was a laser. Mm -hmm. This man is elite. He is elite. And Josh Allen, I'm sorry to say, he's the Philip Rivers, the more athletic Philip Rivers of this generation. He is. Ooh. He's never going to make a bowl. He's never going to win an MVP. It's not happening. Get it out of your head, guys. It's not going there. Zach Wilson's getting an MVP before Josh Allen sniffs it. Damn. 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 All jokes aside, guys. All jokes aside. <laughs> I got Joe Burrow in this game. I got Joe Burrow in the playoffs this year. And I'm tired of the talk. Oh, oh he's not healthy. Guys, he's 100%. He's 100%. He may not be 100%, but he's 100%. Yeah. I mean, you look at the you look at the game he played last week against that Niners defense. He was what 28 of 32 for 280 and three touchdowns with no picks. Like that dude is back. Like he, he I don't made know a, if he's he doing that against Chase Young being on the Niners defense now. But good question. That's another story. good question. Yeah, that's a that's a, another story for another week. Maybe shit. Maybe that's a story for the Super Bowl this year. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it's a. Uh, that's uh, he's he looked damn good last week. So yeah, it's hard not to bet. It, uh, it's hard not to go with Joe Burrow there. Gage, what do you think, man? Which QB do you trust more in this game? You trust Burrow more? Or you trust Allen more? I'm uh, gonna keep this very, very, very short. Joe Shiesty by by a hundred. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not even close, man. It's the guy's comes from winning, winner in college. Damn, near almost won it in Cincinnati, which bananas. Because when's the last time Cincinnati won shit? They couldn't even win a playoff game before he got there. They were called the fucking yeah. Bungles. They called them the Bungles. I, I was been watching football for twenty something years, and I have, oh, Plagues were always a playoff team, but they always lost in the first round. It was a fucking mm-hmm. curse. Very easily, Joe Burrow changed that team and the addition of Jamar Chase for the better. If they protect them, that's a legit team. Every time I step on the field, now yeah. that he's healthy, he's gonna, he's gonna throw four touchdowns. Joe Mixon's gonna get there with one. They're gonna Joe Mixon, I think, rushes for hundred yards, and Joe Burrow throws for three. Josh Allen will throw for three picks, maybe. Maybe. I I really he think he throws at, he throws at least two, and they're, they're gonna look bad. They're just not gonna look good. 
Yeah, it's this is a really interesting football game. So first of all, for me, to the question of who needs this game more, I, I think it's Buffalo. Obviously, needs this game more. They got to prove that they got to prove to themselves they're still a real AFC contender. Because like I mentioned in the before, ever since they beat Miami, they have not looked like an AFC contender. I think Cincinnati, they're one of the most mentally tough football teams in the league. And listen, they struggle at the beginning of every year almost. And for whatever reason, I don't know what reason it is they struggle for every, basically every year, but then they start to get it together and, and, you know, towards the middle and then they stay hot for the playoffs. And Buffalo is the opposite. They are so up and down as well because they go as their quarterback goes. And Josh Allen, he's got to be, I talk about this all the time with Josh Allen. He's so inconsistent and it's why the Bills are so inconsistent. And it's why I trust Joe Burrow more than Josh Allen as well. Because even when Joe Burrow is bad, he doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's losing games for them. Josh Allen can single-handedly lose a game for the Buffalo Bills. He also, it's it's crazy with Josh Allen because he also makes plays that no one else can make, but because he's just reckless. All, it's, it's all the time reckless with Josh Allen. It's nonstop reckless. Like me and Julian were talking about Madden before this episode. Like I'm not even that reckless in Madden. Like I'll be rolling out to the right and I'll just be like, nah, man, I'm going to throw this one away. Like he just yeets cross-body throws to a dude who, over the middle who may or may not be double covered. So listen, the great plays for Josh Allen is why I still believe he's a top five quarterback in the NFL, okay? The bad plays are why he's not the best quarterback in the NFL and why a guy like Joe Burrow is a lot better than him, in my opinion, because Joe Burrow does not make those same mistakes. Joe Burrow is very accurate with the football. He's on time with his throws. He makes accurate throws. He makes good decisions all the time, and he's a great leader. And Josh Allen is just way too goddamn reckless uh, for, for my life. Uh, but as far as the winner of the game goes, listen, I'm going to shock you guys. I'm going with... The team who needs this game more, okay? I think it's Buffalo's. Listen, Cincinnati knows they don't need home field advantage to make a Super Bowl run. We saw that in 2021 where they had just one home game in the wild card round. That was on the road. The rest of the time they were on the road and they made it to the Super Bowl, okay? I think Buffalo needs some home field advantage. So I think they come out ready to play on Sunday. Listen, the Bengals have been riding pretty high lately, okay? So I think Josh Allen has one of his great Josh Allen games. He throws three touchdowns and the Bills pull out a tough road win in Cincinnati. I'm going I'm going Bills. 27 to 23 over the Bengals and this one. But listen, like I mentioned, it's going to be an extremely entertaining slate of football games this weekend. We've got a basically a game in every window that is must-see TV. I don't know about these guys. Actually, I probably do know about these guys. I'm going to be sitting on my goddamn couch watching football all Sunday because these are going to be some really, really entertaining football games. But with that... That's going to be it for us today here on the Gridiron segment here at House Call Sports. Thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Please comment and subscribe. We appreciate all your feedback. Again, thank you to Lids for sponsoring this video. Shout out to the rest of our sponsors. That's Coffee Bros, Vivid Seats, SportMemorabilia.com, Pillow Fight, Football TV, and more. If you want to check out any or all of our sponsors, the links are going to be down in the description. And be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms as well. It's at the House Call Sports. We got Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter. We're up on threads as well. We've got merch. You can meet the crew. And we've got blogs up on our website. Our website is www.thehousecall.com. And that's going to be it for us. Peace. Already. Like, it makes no sense. Now, let's move on to, you know, the Ohio State 49ers that decides to put back the team of Chase Young and Nick Bosa.